Have you ever wondered what it would feel like to unburden your soul, to let go of the heavy baggage that weighs you down, inhibiting your true potential? Imagine a life where resentment and anger no longer control, where compassion and understanding flow effortlessly. Join us today as we uncover the hidden gems of empathy, compassion, and growth that lie beneath the surface of leaving behind Marley's shame. Good morning, and welcome to another episode of Morning Fog with Dr. Mark and Liz. We're your trusted companions on this journey of self-discovery and growth. Good morning, Liz. Good morning, Mark. How are you today? I am absolutely extraordinary. How are you? I am great. It is a beautiful morning, and we have so much to share on this podcast, so um, I'm really excited to jump into it. We have discussed this topic before, but one of the things that you and I have realized, uh, and partly we realized because of something I put out on uh, on TikTok and got just so many people watching it, uh, that people really want to have a better understanding of this particular topic. So I think we should jump into it so we can let people know what we're talking about. I love it. And you're right. Today's podcast is important, but really it's interesting because it challenges our beliefs. It provokes introspection and it awakens our spirits. So let's just jump right in. And uh, do you want to uh, let people know? You want me to uh, uh, crack open this egg? You can crack it open. So today we're going to be looking at one of the most important topics, and that is forgiveness. Uncovering the surprising connection between forgiveness and our personal well-being, our relationships, and even our physical health. And as you said, those who learn how to let go, how to forgive, have also learned how to unburden their soul. And it's really amazing. Mm -hmm. And then just understanding the concept of forgiveness is so crucial to experiencing a great life. And, And that's, again, as we uncover it all, but we're to just... Being able to to forgive someone else for yourself allows you to have growth, allows you to change your mindset, and um, allows you to be more resilient, which we all need in life. I love it. You you are so right. And, you know, we're not talking about, you know, a spiritual religious aspect of forgiveness. And we believe that's important. But really, in our realm, there are two important forms of forgiveness. The first is forgiving yourself. We, we all do things and we beat ourselves up and we have to give ourselves some forgiveness and space, but that's not our topic for today. We'll have another podcast on that. But today we're going to focus on forgiving others. And the importance of forgiving others is so profound. And that's why we're going to spend one whole episode talking about that, focusing on it. And the thing is about forgiveness, um, Forgiveness means different things to different people, which is why this podcast is so important. Um, you know, one of the questions that I had on my TikTok the other day was somebody said, why would I want to forgive? You know, why would I forgive somebody who's wronged me? But the idea is um, having the intention to let go of what you've been holding on to. So that's what we need to really understand. There's so much resentment and anger that we're holding on to when we're not forgiving. And it's only hurting you. It's only hurting us. Oh, exactly. And, you know, it, it does. It really only does hurt us and it, uh, it burdens us. And again, we'll, uh, we'll talk about that a little bit um, further into this, but let's, let's create the foundation for people. And 
Liz, what is forgiveness? What do we mean when we say that? Forgiveness, again, forgiveness is, um, in general, it involves that intentional decision to let go of that resentment and anger. Uh, we're going to dig deeper into it, but first we have to, we really need to challenge our beliefs because when we're not, when we're holding on to so much anger and resentment, we have a belief that that's what we're supposed to be doing. We feel like that that person wronged us and that that's what we're supposed to be holding on to. Um, where we're coming in with this today, and we want what we want people to understand is that when you let go of forgiveness, when you let go of that grief and that anger and that that um, those grudges, uh, then you have an opportunity to grow. And that's what we want people to see in this. We don't want you to have that grip and that weight that all that stuff has on you. We want you to learn that it's by letting go for you, not for them. By the way, this is very important that you understand. We're not talking about reconciling. That's a whole different thing. There are many people out there that you have no interest in reconciling with who have wronged you. You don't want them in your life anymore. We completely get it. This is not what we're talking about. We're not talking about reconciliation. We're talking about letting go of all of that pain and anger and resentment so you can grow and move on in your life. And actually that, that hurt, that offense, that wound may always be with you. It, we, we talk about that being like surgery, you know, when you get out of surgery um, and you heal up, you're still going to have the, uh, the scar. It doesn't mean that that goes away and that it never happened. Uh, and that's important. Forgiveness also, as you I think pointed out, doesn't mean that we forget. Uh, no. We don't excuse the harm that's done. And that's really important. So uh, sorry to- And I love the way you just said that, sorry to interrupt you, but you're talking about a scar. So when you, you get a scar from surgery, you're not gonna feel the pain of the, how you felt when you first got out of surgery all the time. I mean, I remember when I, I had to get tennis elbow surgery and oh my God, when I didn't take the, uh, the, the medication to, for the pain, it was so painful, but over now I just have a scar. And now, so I will, I will remember that I had surgery, but I don't feel the pain. And that's what we're talking about. Exactly. And, you know, uh, something that I have no business talking about, but it's also just a great uh, example um, of the pain and not living the pain, but not forgetting the pain either, um, is what you know, and I will never know. Uh, and that's childbirth. Oh, yeah. You go through lots of pain, um, but when you think back, you can say, yeah, that was really painful, but you don't experience the pain right now. And that's what forgiveness allows you to do. You can remember the pain, but you don't live it anymore. And there's right. no reason to drag that pain forward and carry it with you and nurture and, and soothe and care for the pain that you had. No, so, and if that were really the case, if you would really remember it, then people would only have one child. So uh, there's a perfect example of, of how you can sort of forget the pain. Uh, you have the memory, but you can forget the pain. Uh, so what is the process to healing? How do we start to begin to forgive? You know, it, it's interesting. It's, a, it's really an understanding, I think, at the foundation. And we talk about this so many times in what we do, but it's understanding. So when you're wounded, you, you start to carry this vitriol, this animus. And that poison, in a sense, of not forgiving is much like taking arsenic, like taking poison and hoping that the other person who hurt you is the one who gets sick, who feels bad or who dies. And why would we hold on to that? Why would we take poison 
and wish and hope that something else happened to someone else. When we know the poison we took will only hurt us. Right. It's not hurting the other person. And that's the most important thing. Another part about the process of it is that maybe you can ultimately find some compassion and empathy towards that other person. Again, not saying you have to reconcile, but just being able to put yourself in their shoes to try and understand. Because it, it, if if there isn't a person out there that you have a lot of resentment and anger towards, chances are, um, in most cases, you had a part in it. And a lot of times it's a lack of communication or understanding of the situation or whatever happened. But just knowing that you might even be able to find a little room for compassion and empathy towards this person while not even ever to ever engage with them again. And that's a much better, highly energetic, more anabolic energy. Mark and I talk about energy a lot. That's a way better place to be energetically than in that negative catabolic place. Oh, 100%. And uh, that, that is so true. You know, uh, we're talking about, in a sense, the process of healing and our, uh, without going too deep into this, but to understand one of the things that we do with, with people that we work with is have them write a letter to the person who wounded them, who hurt them. And the letter is not necessarily meant to be sent. In fact, in most cases, it's not. But it gives you the ability to process, to think about it, and to write it and rewrite it and rewrite it and think about it and get everything put together. By doing that, you actually come through that process to forgive. But as you pointed out, you start to have some understanding. Uh, if uh, Give me a little uh, leeway just to share a personal story. My direct um, hire uh, uh, administrator in the uh, last hospital I worked in, well, this gentleman one day told me that I, you know, I was owned by him. I own you, he said. And um, clearly that was not the case, but uh, it was part of a continuing series of, uh, of, of insults. Anyway, when, uh, when I wrote my letter to forgive him, uh, through that process, I understood that, yes, he owned the vast majority of the insult of what he had done. However, there were things outside of my understanding, the people above him, his superiors, the corporation, different moves that were being made that I might not have known about that put pressures on him that caused him to uh, step into my world in the way he did. And in addition, there were things that I probably did because of the way that he had been treating me or that the system was that caused me to probably contribute to that dance. And therefore, while certainly he had the majority of the issue um, at his cause, uh, the fact was is that there's plenty in there for me to see that I could find some understanding, I could find some empathy. And I don't know that I wanted to be in his position. Hopefully I wouldn't have reacted the same way, but I don't know that I would have liked that. So that letter writing and understanding the process of healing and looking inside and looking at the situation, looking at not only that individual, but looking at yourself. And by the way, we want to be really clear about the letter. You're not writing the letter to give it to them. You're just writing it for yourself. So, you know, I'm sure you most of you've heard that when you write things down, you start, you process it better. That's why people suggest to journal and things like that. So this is not about writing a letter to actually hand over to the person that has wounded you. This is completely 1000% for you. So what, what we want to help you to understand is that 
um, there's a main, there's an incredible transformation when you work on the process of, of forgiveness. When you, you know, we, I mentioned in the beginning, the chains of Marley, if anybody's ever watched a Christmas Carol, Marley is the ghost that visits Scrooge and he's carrying all these chains from all chains from all this, uh, you know, past things that he had done. We want to release you of those chains and trust me when we tell you it will be incredibly freeing to get rid of those grudges of that anger of that vitriol. You no longer need to carry it. You're only, it doesn't serve you and the other person definitely doesn't even know whether you're thinking about them or not. So it certainly isn't serving them. Exactly. The, uh, the, the, this incredible weight, this heavy burden. I mean, it's, it's psychological, it's emotional and it's physical and, um, it is transformative. It's profoundly transformational when you start the journey to, to walk away. Um, Liz, we mentioned before, just briefly about, uh, catabolic energy and negative energy and, um, why don't we take a moment to just sort of think about how catabolic energy or negative energy builds and how much of uh, an emotional uh, um, you know, uh, anchor point it is that really holds us back? Well, really catabolic energy, when people are in that low level of energy, you're in victim and anger. That, those are the places where you really are. And when you're in that type of place, there's no room for growth. There's no room for inner peace. There's no room to see a way out. You're just stuck. So here's somebody wounded you. Here's somebody wronged you. And you're actually holding, you're allowing yourself to hold yourself in that low energetic place, which is not helping you to grow as a person. So part of this transformation process is being able to let go and break free of that low energy of those chains that we talked about of that cycle of pain that you've been looping and looping uh which is just keeping it's keeping you in that cycle it's almost the definition of insanity if you want to feel better you've got to do something to get out of that out of that place you know it's interesting because i can see somebody coming up like several of our clients had and so well yeah but i'm not there all the time i mean yeah i haven't forgiven that person but i but I, you know, I'm not there all the time. I don't think about it all the time. Well, a couple of things. Number one, when we ruminate, it's not just sort of in our you know, uh, current mind, but it's also in our subconscious. It's under the surface. But we refer to catabolic or negative energy as being like salt. And anabolic or building energy is something that's positive and moves us forward. Well, just a little too much salt spoils the whole meal. So yes, we live within a place of having negative and positive energy, but just a little too much of that negative. And it really starts to change everything about us. It changes our mindset. It changes our ability to sort of step into our greatness. It's, it takes away our happiness and it fills sorrow in its place. It's not good. And when we start to transmute, to literally change this negative, catabolic, destructive energy into something that's anabolic, building, positive energy. We have an entire new life that is able to be created for us. And we experience a renewed sense of freedom and liberation in that transmutation, in that change from negative to positive that comes about because we have simply given up 
holding on to that pain. And we have in that place, we have now given forgiveness. And now you've opened the door for some clarity, for some joys, for some um, a better connection with yourself, an ability to be more present. Because again, once when you're holding on to all that stuff, you're, it's all in the past. You cannot change the past. The past is the past. So when you're holding on to that, in a sense, you're, you're keeping yourself connected to the past by starting to release it. Why does it feel so freeing? Because now you're no longer tied to the past. You're just in the present and in the present, that person may not, may or may not be in your life, um, but you are more in control. You have made that decision that you want to have a better connection with yourself, that you want to be more mindful and um, be more conscious about how you're approaching your life. And that is that freeing feeling as one who's had to forgive somebody again, no reconciling, but had to forgive for myself. I know how freeing it feels. It it's, it's like I was carrying a backpack of weight. And as soon as I learned how to, as soon as I learned the importance, the crucial significance of forgiving for me, oh my God, it was like just this door of opportunity open to just have better relationships with people to feel better emotionally to feel more present it's it's really an incredible transformation it is so amazing and what it really gives you is an ability to reclaim your power to take control of your own story of your narrative and therefore to live in flow what is living in flow Living in flow is to live in the present. It has become an active participant in your own life rather than a victim of circumstances or past hurts that we can do nothing about. That's done. The moment your next heartbeat ticks, the current one is gone. You cannot reclaim it. And transformation empowers you to create a future filled with love, with happiness, with personal fulfillment to step into your greatness and create a self-discovery pathway and a self-empowerment pathway. It's absolutely amazing. You know, I, I think it might be interesting, um, Liz, just to step back and answer another question here, which we hear a lot, which is, what if I don't, you know, uh, what if I, I, I don't know who the person was? Someone, you know, um, did me an evil and, and, uh, and I don't know who they were. Um, uh, or uh, somebody uh, did something to me and now they're, they're dead. You know, um, what about those circumstances? Again, it doesn't matter because you're learning to, you're forgiving for yourself. It's not about those people. Those people wronged you in whatever way that they did. But it's allowing you to understand that you don't, by holding on to the grudges, you're almost letting them repeat the wrong over and over and over again. So you don't, it's not about reconciliation. Sometimes maybe it is. That's not what this podcast is about. This podcast is about just letting you know that you can forgive without reconciling and you do it for you. And one of the reasons you do it for you is because you also want to think of its connection to your well-being. You know, when you're holding on to all of that negative emotion, what is it doing? It's causing stress. It's causing angst. It's causing, um, turmoil inside of you. Uh, some people may have physical responses to that. Some people may not, but I mean, we all know, I mean, Mark, you're a doctor. I mean, the stress can do so many damaging things to people. 
Yeah, it, it really can. And an overall sense of well-being is is really important as well, because that's what sort of drives us forward in, in our life. And, um, you know, Liz, uh, maybe we should share a very brief story about one of our clients who really felt so wronged um, by someone close in his life and uh, was finally able to just uh, um, forgive and realize that maybe you just need to look at something a little bit differently. Well, and part of that, he went through the transformation process because when we first started working with him, there was absolutely no room for forgiveness. He couldn't even understand how that would ever even be possible. And as he started to heal and he started to see uh, a better way of living, he then came to, through the process uh, of coaching, he's, he came to the place where he said, wait a minute, I actually think I can forgive. And I just woke up one day and said, you know, I, I'm ready to do it. And I'm ready to do it because I realize I don't want to hang on to this anymore. It doesn't feel good. It's this low negative energy. And he even started to see, have a little bit of compassion for the person who wronged him. Uh, he's not picking up the phone and saying, hey, I want to you know, let you know I've forgiven you. No, he's not doing that. And that's not to say that someday he, he won't. Uh, we wanted to make him understand that it wasn't about the reconciliation. We just didn't want him to carry the load anymore. And he had this big smile on his face. We were blown away. We did not expect that. No, we were hoping for it, but we didn't expect it. And we also expected once he did it, but we're so happy to see it that once he forgave, that he had an immediate step up in his own sense of self-worth and his own self-esteem. Mm-hmm. He acknowledged his own capacity for compassion and for growth. Yep. And he stepped out of this victim mindset. He was no longer a victim to what happened when he was younger. Mm-hmm. And he has cultivated an incredibly positive self-image. And it's really just beautiful to see this, you know, young man, I say young man, but, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's clearly, he's approaching the, you know, the middle part of his life, uh, younger than me, (laughs) but, and he's just driving forward and he's prioritizing his own well-being, and he's living with his inner peace and he's living an experience in a fulfilling life simply because he cut all this other junk out. I mean, he, he flat out, he's just happier. He's honestly happier. He, He, you know, that's really what we're getting at here is by going through this transformational process, it's not an overnight thing because you were wronged. You are in pain. You are, you know, there are reasons to have a grudge or or that hurt. That's why we, it's a journey and everybody's journey is going to be at a different pace and that's okay. Whatever works best for you, but just having that understanding that it does impact your overall well-being. So we want to help you release it for your overall well-being, your overall well-being. We also want you to understand how it's impacting your relationships. Because when you're holding on to that, it's it's um, it's getting in the way of you showing up as your true authentic self in all other relationships. Carrying that burden is not serving you uh, in any relationship that you have. It's getting in the way of your happiness. One of the biggest things that, that we see is people's need to be right. Mm-hmm. And so many um, couples in long-term committed relationships, married couples, committed partners, et cetera. They just get in this, I need to be right. I've got to be right. And it causes just such animus and it causes these blocks. And when you start to forgive, it requires introspection to understand that. 
it requires a willingness to examine your own role, as I mentioned in the situation, to foster self-reflection. And when we can reflect upon our own actions, our own foibles, we have an incredible ability to really understand someone else as well as ourself and to offer a little bit of grace, a little compassion when we're not in that position is judgment. And judgment is the antithesis of compassion. You can't be judgmental and compassionate. No. And when you, when you're fighting to be right, even if it's in your own mind, you're just saying, I was so wronged. I was wronged. I was wrong. You're not going to win. You're actually losing because you're holding on again to that negative piece. And when you release it, you start to open the door to have better relationships. You start to, as you said, Mark, have room for more compassion, have room for more empathy. And, uh, and that's exactly what this, what this man did. He started to try and see it a little bit through the eyes of the other person. Maybe, you know, maybe they really didn't realize the impact that it had on me. Maybe they didn't, maybe they were just doing the best they could at that time. And, you know, having that understanding that to, to having that understanding to be able to say that hmm. um, is just a incredible uh, emotionally intelligent place to be to open the door to understand others. And so it just really, it will transform your other relationships. There's no doubt about it. Uh, another thing it will do, there's the connection between forgiveness or lack thereof and your physical health. Uh, there's so that many, I'm going to go back to that stress. I mean, Mark, you could talk about all the negative impacts of stress on humans. And, and I'd like to do that. I, I was thinking I'd like to just bring a story in, if I could, from a very good friend of ours, Reverend Michael Barry. And um, uh, he's a friend of mine as well, who was at the cancer hospital that I worked in. And um, he did a lot of work uh, on cancer and forgiveness. And what he found is that people who had not forgiven, who carried a lot of of vitriol, of animus, who had not forgiven those who had wounded them, including themselves, that they had a much higher rate of that lack of forgiveness, of no forgiveness, than people who did not have cancer, suggesting that there might be, might be an association. I'm not going to say it's a causation, but there might be an association of holding this resentment and these unresolved conflicts inside of you, these grudges, mm -hmm. and having a detrimental impact on our physical well-being, and that by practicing forgiveness, we can have a positive impact on our overall health. Now, you know, exactly, you know, how that works, is it just about cancer? Well, no, as, as you mentioned, stress. So, when you're harboring these negative emotions, these angers, this bitterness, this vitriol, this resentment, it contributes to an increased level of stress. And with stress, stress is not just the way we feel, but it's the way we feel is caused by an emotional aspect, but also a physical aspect. We, we put out different stress hormones. And I don't want to go into all the, the biochemistry of that or the neurochemistry of it, but we create a physical milieu, uh, an environment within our body. And the chronic or long-lasting presence 
of stress and these physical, physiologic changes can lead to a number of health problems. Uh, high blood pressure, weakened immune uh, system function, cardiovascular issues. And these have inordinate adverse effects on our physical well-being and in fact, our overall life. And by the way, going back to the cancer, there is a study out there. I think you told me about this, that um, women who uh, get breast cancer often tend to be angrier, have a lot of anger. So this is, this is real. This is the real deal, guys. We're not just making this stuff up. This is really important. This is why this we're so passionate about explaining and having you have an understanding of forgiveness so you can be a healthier, happier human being. I mean, it's just a, it's a fact that it makes a difference in one's life. It is. And, and, you know, when, when you have a lot of this anger, when you have a lot of this resentment and you also have the stress that goes with it, our sleep quality goes down and people don't take sleep the way they, they really should. So holding on to these grievances and leading to rumination, intense, intrusive thoughts and having trouble in either falling asleep or staying asleep has again a significant impact. I mean, our, our brains literally are active during sleep. Sleep is not passive, it's, it's active. And we clean out these proteins, all, the, all the, uh, the, the, the garbage men of our brains run around when we're asleep and take out the trash. And that keeps our brain healthy. But when we don't sleep, that trash builds up. And just like anyone who's lived through a trash strike in one of the cities, you know that that is not pretty and doesn't smell pretty. No, it does not. So that's what happens in our brain when we really don't sleep. Mm -hmm. Now, when we're stressed and we're not sleeping, we also have lower thresholds of pain. And therefore, we feel more pain. The pain is heightened. Our perception of pain is heightened. And we can actually improve some of that by working on forgiveness. And it's really, really important that people understand that the mind-body connection is real. And it's, it's there, and it's there for a reason. Our mind, emotionally and psychologically, two different parts, and our physical being are all tied together. And in fact, our spiritual being is tied to part of that, which is why we feel so untethered. So. But uh, Liz, as we sort of come to uh, toward the end here, and I would like to bring up one other person at the end and talk about uh, their experience, but can you sort of help us to understand what some of our clients have explained they feel like when they have gone through the process and forgive and move forward in their lives? What, what, what is it that they feel as far as the way they're oh, oh, I there's many different, I mean, I can even talk about myself. It's, it's, you know, it's been described as, you know, like a bird being trapped in a cage and all of a sudden being free. It's, uh, it's a feeling of a weight. Like for me, it was a weight being removed from my, from my back. Um, honestly, it's, as you were just talking about, you, you start to sleep better. You're, you feel healthier. You have a different my Wayne Dyer quote that I love bringing up, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. So if you're no longer hanging on to all of that anger and resentment and pain, you now have an ability to see life through a new lens, which is a opportunity for growth. It's an opportunity to thrive. It's an opportunity to let go of the chain that Marley 
had all over all the chains that he had all over him. So you're no longer attached to this person. You own yourself. You control yourself. Forgiveness is a huge, huge part of that. And it is wildly, wildly freeing. So the person I was thinking about, I, I love the way you say that. And, and it is wildly freeing. And we've had our clients and they've done very well. We both needed to go through a process of forgiveness um, and no reconciliation. And I certainly won't forget and you won't forget. So we forgive and we don't forget. We forgive and we don't need reconciliation. But as an example of that, an example of how incredible, how incredibly powerful this forgiveness can be, transformative. There's a gentleman that we actually just love. Unfortunately, he's no longer with us, but we have listened and read his works for a long time. And he was getting into a lot of trouble. He was not doing things real good in his life and he was not uh, serving himself. He wasn't serving others. He wasn't serving his higher power. And um, he went to someone's grave and he did something. And Liz, I don't know if you want to share uh, the, the, the story of, uh, of, of Wayne and- uh, Well, what... I mean, I could talk about Wayne all day long. I love Wayne Dyer. So basically what happened was he had a pretty crappy childhood in and out of orphanages. His father ran out on his mother. His mother couldn't afford to raise the three kids. She ended up getting enough jobs that she finally got them back. But he had, he harbored all of this anger and hate and um, uh, resentment towards his father. And he- uh, he was also had substance abuse issues. There were all these things that were being impacted because he was holding on to this um, anger. And one day he decided, that's it. I'm going to his grave and I'm going to, uh, whatever he wanted to do on the grave, we can all just take our, you know, use our imaginations. Well, and, let's, just, let's just use the medical term. He wanted to urinate on his father's grave. <laughs> yes. Okay. There we go. He wanted to urinate on his father's grave because he had so much anger towards him and he and he hadn't even known that his father was dead somebody let him know he'd been dead for 10 years and once he found that out he figured out where the grave was he went to the grave to urinate on it and then as he's heading back to his car he had this sort of epiphany something that something came over him that made him go back to the grave and then he sat there for hours forgiving his father and going over having basically having conversation with himself about forgiving his father. Something came over him to realize that maybe his father's life wasn't all that good. Maybe his father was acting the way he was acting because of the childhood he experienced. I mean, there's so many reasons why people act the way that they do and why people uh, show up the way they do in life. And if we can have that understanding, that, that's where the compassion comes in. That's where it came in for him to say, wait a minute, maybe my dad's life wasn't all that good. What he did to us was terrible, but Maybe he didn't do it intentionally. Maybe he did it because he didn't know what else to do. So he found a way to forgive his father and then it completely changed his life. Then he became a um, motivational, spiritual leader, writing books, doing talks, having workshops and really helping people learn. Again, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. So that's truly what the gift of forgiveness can be. You can start to see things through a different lens and one that isn't weighing you down anymore. One that frees you to live a life of joy, happiness, 
uh, authenticity and love. And I love it. And that's exactly why we're here, because we want people to experience the best of their life. Remember that forgiveness is not about forgetting. It's not about excusing the harm done to us. And in fact, it is okay to seek justice. If someone did something horrendous to you, having them prosecuted is okay. Right? We still live in a country that has laws. We live in a world that has laws. We can do that. Forgiveness doesn't require reconciliation. In some cases, you may want to. In other cases, you can't, but it doesn't require it. It's a personal journey. It's an internal journey. It's a change in mindset, a nurturing of growth, of resilience, of profound self-discovery. It changes our future. So as each of you continue down your path to find forgiveness, to give forgiveness. We encourage you to reflect on your beliefs, question your preconceived notions, and embrace the freedom that comes from simply letting go. The journey, like all of our life, will not be easy, but the rewards are immeasurable. Any final thoughts, Liz? No, I think that's a great way to end it. And I guess what I would say is if anybody has any questions, reach out to us, go to our website, reach out to us because we're more than happy to have a discussion on this. This is this is something that we're really, really passionate about. And we feel so blessed to be able to share this with you today. So thank you. And, you know, if anybody is listening to this and would like our weekly uh, uh, wisdom uh, emails, you can go to our website, TwinLightsCoaching.com and sign up. We never share or sell anyone's information. And we would absolutely love to have you a part of our family that we can move back and forth, helping each other to grow, expand, and experience our best lives. Have an awesome day, Mark. You too, Liz. Bye now. Bye.